0: Curious Naked Diatribes. Welcome back to Curious Naked Diatribes. In our last episode, we began a conversation with Dr. Chenzira Davis Kahina, director of the Caribbean Studies Association. If you'd like to go back and start with that episode. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Dr. Chen described this particular part of the world known as the Virgin Islands as a lotus with its petals unfolding before us as we discover its many wonders. Today we continue this exploration with a discussion of influencers, not the ones on Twitter or Instagram, but rather people either born in or having a connection with the Virgin Islands who went on to make an impact in North America.
1: You find Virgin Islanders have influenced and contributed to high-level achievements around the globe, and in North America, you know whether it's Canada, Alaska, or the 48 contiguous U.S. states. I would like to give four because I'd like to share two women and two men, and I would like to start with Hubert Harrison in terms of a 20th-century thinker, philosopher, historian, author. Publisher and and an activist right in the early part of the 20th century, coming from very humble beginnings in St. Croix, and uh, and is and left here as a team, well, moving into adulthood, but as a teen, and ended up and contributed significantly to the quote Negro Renaissance, Harlem Renaissance. You can read certain places, and this is what I love about the U.S. Once you do something really, really engaging, they call you an American he was born in St Croix he was born in St Croix at a time when it was still the Danish West Indies right and he you know was very instrumental to a lot of the activism a lot of labor engagements was involved in the communist um party movement until it it was clear for him that that layer of the left had a a tinge of disregard for people of African ancestry, and especially people coming out of Caribbean spaces. And he continued to move in a different direction. Again, his work, his thought process, how he engaged was phenomenal. And I always encourage people, if you're gonna speak about the Virgin Islands, you would need to mention someone like Hubert Harrison, because he was a foremost very futuristic, definitely a man born before his time. And, And a lot of persons, they don't really, have a chance to know the fullness of his work. Like he, you know, they speak of him as the voice of Harlem radicalism. uh, And he had an opportunity to do a lot. He did like a significant amount of work uh, between, uh, let me see, he was born in the 1880s. We just recently, you know, celebrated the anniversary of his birth, April 27th. And then he passed in um, the 1920s, around 1927, I believe. Right, so I encourage persons, if you're not familiar, with the work of Hubert Harrison, it would be to your advantage to learn a little bit more. And many of the works, one of the biographers who, well, what has published the most, and he just became an ancestor last year, and that is Dr. Jeffrey B. Perry, who literally, you know, uh, collected the papers, worked with the family to really hold Hubert Harrison up in the Heights. And I can gladly say that for our CSA conference this year, one of the plenaries is around Hubert Harrison and Caribbean radicalism, right? Um, So that's going to be phenomenal uh, with, you know, led by Dr. Carol Boyce Davies of Cornell University. And I always say Dr. Davies is in New York, yes, at Cornell, but she's from Trinidad. So we're bringing the Caribbean peace and diplomats. Another person that I always encourage people to be familiar with is, again, another radical thinker and doer, Rothschild Francis in St. Thomas. And Rothschild Francis, again, a very very similar in many regards to Hubert Harrison as a, as a radical thinker, what people consider radical. I like to use the term revolutionary. He was pushing human rights and civil rights before those terms were common. And he again, was penalized for that. You know, I think that that's and, and, and erased. From, you know, even though we have the market square named I after mean, people, just call it the Francis Square Market, but it's named after a civil rights leader. <laughs> I'm just saying, who was before his time, you know, and it's, uh, you know, we have statues there and people, you know, they'll see the birds by the statues, but they don't really know that he was fighting for the rights of Virgin Islanders at a time that it wasn't even popular, you know, and he was self educated and he, wrote these extensive uh, presentations and was quite an eloquent speaker. So I think it's really important. You know, like he did things to challenge, you know, the Navy's occupation and then Virgin Islands in the United States during the transfer of 1917. He, you know, had a newspaper that he contributed within. You know, I mean, people forgot, you know, he did congressional legislation work. And again, this is like, Beginning early years in the 20th century, people and you, like you say, Rothschild Francis, people don't know know who that is, and I think it's important to know that. And another person, you know, Leona Brady Watson, uh, cultural artivist, before we called it artivism, you know, she was an activist. She was the keeper. Uh, she was the cultural laureate, if you will, of the not just St. Croix, while well, she's from here but of the entire Virgin Islands, you know, in terms of you know, doing work with the Smithsonian and other agencies to sustain the cultural heritage traditions of this space known as the Virgin Islands, of the U.S. And uh, again, she is an ancestor as well. However, she did it in a way so that it was in the schools, in the institutions of higher education. And it's at that time, College the Virgin Islands, now the University of the Virgin Islands, and made sure that this cultural integration went across a number of different disciplines and spaces, you know, in the churches, in our social engagements, in parks, you know, by the waterfront, you know, seaside chats, before we call them seaside chats. And she did a lot of activism, you know, whether it was to the UN, US congressional, and again, very engaging in, in that regard. And then the other sister, which is really from, St. Croix, but I speak of her in terms of her, you know, near 50 years of teaching experience in St. Thomas, and I mentioned her earlier is Marianne Golden Christopher, and people refer to, she was an art educator, literally for almost 50 years, 50 probably 50 or more years um, before she became an ancestor, and she is one of the was one of the tradition. I still speak of her as is. Oh, take a second, bambula queen. She carried the tradition of. Um, who we refer to as Nana, Auntie Clara, Miss Clara, and others. You know, you had Tanti, you had Nene, you had others that were keeping this bamboo tradition. This music, these African drums, they were banned in the Virgin Islands until like the 1950s, 1960s, because of the kind of power, the kind of communicative strength that this cultural heritage tradition, which is not just the dance, not just the wearing white and shimmering, but there are there's a historical, spiritual, cultural fusion, the songs that are sung, what the lyrics are sharing in terms of a message of upliftment and resilience and revolution, the type of music that's played, because it's acoustic. It's not like we're trying to plug up. So we're one of the few troops, if we're even in a parade, or a juve or a Trump or a moonlight excursion, all the ways we celebrate. When Bambula goes up the road, it's our own living sound and our own voice. We don't amplify, right? Because the whole idea is that it's a community doing this together to bring upliftment and to speak of resilience. And Bambulas were used before revolts and revolutions happened. They were used to plan. They were used to gather. They were used to give messages. So there's another piece and Marianne Gold and Christopher shared that quite eloquently all the days of her life on the earth. And we were, are very blessed to have her daughter, Allegra Christopher, continue that tradition, even with all of the resistance that is met with keeping. You know, it's okay if you do the folk dances and, you know, people are comfortable yeah. with the music of the Virgin Islands as Quelle Bay and the dance tradition as Quadrille. When you start to speak of what preceded those music and dance traditions, in this case, the Bambula or even Scratch, then it becomes a little ch- more challenging, you know, and because of its connection to a very free, pre colonial, indigenous, revolutionary space. And I, I'll use that term that people get a little nervous with, very African rooted <laughs> music and Right. So not everyone is ready for that sometimes. So, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful to speak of those four. You know, I, I, I respectfully speak of, you know, Rothschild Francis, Hubert Harrison, Leona Brady-Watson, um, and Marianne Golden-Christopher. And the list is long. So for persons that want that, I can easily send you any of the resolutions that we've done for Virgin Islands. outstanding books called outstanding virgin islanders like in two volumes and persons who just see what you know who these people are what they contributed you know what were the highlights of their life when did they live and then there's a a lot of uh, there's a lot that you can go to almost any school in the virgin islands and they're named after someone that's either in the outstanding virgin islanders book or someone that has done outstanding things coming out of the virgin islands and they're not always want to highlight that they're not always born here right sometimes they will be born elsewhere but they may have been raised here or they may have been raised elsewhere and came here and contributed significantly so we have several edifices you know schools and institutions and businesses and roads named after persons that contributed to the virgin islands but those four for what you're asking me now because I'm, I'm sure there's people are gonna be like you didn't mention i'm like up because, you know, like this year is the 175th anniversary of Virgin Islands Emancipation from 1848 to 2023. And they have a list of ancestors. They've actually pulled out, it's a little more than 175 though. I noticed that because some people, they put like the husband and the wife or the brother and the sister, but it's a, it'll look as if it's just 175, but sometimes you'll see some doubles. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people on that list so I don't feel that bad if I list four and I forgot some, because in that list of 175, they're missing a lot. There's so much that's been done. And these are people, and I'm speaking of people, those four in particular that I spoke of, their contributions, they're considered Harlem Renaissance people. These are people that contributed in the U.S. to the development of the National Caribbean American Heritage Month, which is observed every June for the entire month from, and it's a US congressional Peace, right? and And grounded in the work of the Institute of Caribbean Studies under the direction of Dr. Claire Nelson, it grew up into something even wider. You know, so you had you know Dr. Donna Christensen, Christian Christensen, who's our former delegate to Congress, and a medical practitioner, I need to highlight that. she's an MD, And she really facilitated these types of observances to show from this very humble space called the Virgin Islands, how Virgin Islanders impacted activity and programs in the U.S. significantly, you know, have ended up, you know, you have people, like you have people, you know, like uh, Ambassador Toddman, who former governor and ancestor as well, Cyril King. Well, you know, the list is long. The list is long. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that have contributed to the U.S. coming out of this very powerful space of the Virgin Islands.
0: I hope you enjoyed part two of my conversation with Dr. Chenzira Davis kahina You can find out more about her and her work with the Caribbean Studies Association online at caribbeanstudiesassociation.org. I'll also link to Dr. Chen's YouTube channel, AST Speaks, and her personal website, chenzirakahina.com. You can contact Dr. Chenzira at astspeaks at gmail.com. I hope you found this episode helpful, and I hope you'll stay curious and stay tuned. Curious Naked Diatribes is a production of Javi Media. New episodes first and third Tuesdays. You can get in touch through info at javimedia.net. Javi Media.